Hey, Jess. Hey, Kat. <laughs> How are you going? <laughs> Happy Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Happy Saturday. This is the first time we've recorded on a Saturday, like, ever, I think. Uh, yeah. Ever. We, um, okay, so fun little story. We got Luna one of those, like, standing thing for her bowls. Because she oh, yeah. we used to just have her bowls, like, on the ground. And, um... So we got her a standing thing. She won't go near it. She is scared of it. <laughs> we were just trying to make it easier for her to like eat because she essentially does like a little push up to eat to get to her food. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I try to be a good parent. Doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just not accepting of it. It'll be interesting when we feed her dinner. <laughs> she's like that's my food but what is my food on i think honestly okay so she used to have like uh i don't know what kind of material it is but her new bowls are metal so they make more noise when with the food and i think uh-huh. that's kind of what's throwing her off oh <laughs> so much change i know she's like john they hate change <laughs> they, can, oh my they gosh. cannot they can't do it John's not one with the change. No. <laughs> That's funny. I hope Luna at least eats her dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um... So what are we talking about? <laughs> so today, the reason uh, to stay inside is going to be Eileen Warnos, which, okay. uh, fear warning, I'll say her last name incorrectly probably multiple times. I'm having a really hard time with her last name. Yeah, but it's Eileen Warnos. We're here for you. Uh, we got this. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's talking. I think I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was born uh, February 29th, 1956 uh, in Rochester, Michigan. She okay. was born into a family that like had just recently split up. Uh, so her mom was 16 when she had Eileen. Uh, oh. she, the family that she was born into. So she had an older brother. Her mom had her older brother, Keith, when she was 14. Oh, my God. So young so young so by 16 she's got two kids um holy cow yeah that's a lot of responsibility (laughs) yes um she also eileen never met her dad uh his name's leo because he was in prison by the time that she was born this man was in prison so nice this man (laughs) was in prison for raping a seven-year-old little girl shut up so yeah he was locked up by the time she was born for this so like obviously her mom and dad got divorced um don't nobody wants to be married to a man who rapes seven-year-old little girls no no uh he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia and later committed suicide in prison uh this was when eileen was 13 so by 13 like this is so much for like a 13 year old like your dad's like in prison for raping a seven-year-old your mom by the time you're 13 like 
It's just that's just a lot by the time that's you're a, thirteen. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot by the time you're any any age. That's a lot. Honestly. So Holy yes. Mm hmm. Uh, so at the age of four, her and her brother. So her brother being six, Eileen being four, uh, was left with her grandparents, her mom's parents, uh, because okay. essentially she abandoned them. Uh, and left them with her parents. Lovely. Her grandparents are alcoholics. Shut up. This keeps getting worse. <laughs> it doesn't, like, get better. Like, it just, it just doesn't. I'm just going to So she's like, in. okay, so I, okay. Yeah. Um, Morbid says this a lot. You feel bad for the child and what they had to go through, but not the adult version of themselves because you can essentially control that. You can oh, get yeah. therapy. You can mend yourself after big trauma events. It's possible, but it is okay. possible. Sheesh. This this will speak to the child of Eileen Warnos, like what she is at okay. right now that we're talking about. This poor little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine someone going through all of that. No. Like, this is just, no. I grew up loved, supported, Mm -hmm. everything you could ask for. And to think of just, in every way, shape, and form, having the opposite blows my mind. Yeah. So, later on in her life, by, like, age 11, so from 4 to 11, she's there doing this with her grandparents, Um, she was already engaging in like sexual activity kind of and not not necessarily i guess like selling herself for for money but for things like cigarettes and food and like hey i'll do this if you give me cigarettes or food like at 11 my mouth is wide open i i would just keep it there because my next stop it keeps getting worse oh my god there are also claims that her and her brother were also sexually involved (laughs) and by 14 years old her grandfather his his like friend her grandfather's friend had come over raped her and impregnated her oh my god yeah so she was sent to stay at a home for unwed mothers prior to, prior to giving up her son for adoption. So, yeah, so he came over, raped her, impregnated her. And when she tried to, like, talk to her grandfather about it, he, like, was abusive and was, like, like, it was her fault, basically. Um, Scum people. Oh, my God. Just a terrible upbringing. Um, she was then sent to stay at a home for unwed mothers where soon she would have given, she gave up her son for adoption and shortly after that dropped out of high school at only 15. Holy cow. So like a, a, a lifetime's worth of awful, unfortunate events by the age of 15. Um, so when she dropped out of high school and had given her son up for adoption, she was actually kicked out of her grandparents' house and forced to live in the woods in Michigan. Are you kidding me? I'm not. There are, like, if people go online and search, like, 
there's like pictures of basically the hut that she made herself to live in the woods and in michigan like we're not like in california where it's like decent weather all the time like this is rochester michigan like it's breezing harsh winters yeah yeah oh my so, god living in the woods so this was really when her life of crime like just really continued um you know petty theft and prostitution um this is when she really started to sell herself for sex but in the act of doing this it was more so for like warmth and for the money to feed herself um god yes so living in the woods in michigan is obviously very harsh and this is just what she would do for money and she's for just a little trying bit of to survive yeah yeah so as much as i don't don't get it I, I get it i guess i don't know i mean you have to do what you have to do to make it through another day yeah but, so definitely I mean, just surviving yeah if she doesn't have any material items she is forced to sell herself yeah uh, in 1976, it did take a turn. Uh, at the age of 20, she hitchhiked down to Florida, met and married the president of a yacht club. Oh, His shit. name, uh, yeah, right? Like, what a turnaround. <laughs> uh, Lewis Fell. However, quickly their marriage, like, ended, uh, resulted in a restraining order against Eileen because she had apparently beat him with his own cane. Uh, yeah so she's like a little a little violent one right yeah okay so her you know we were talking about her life of crime so her rap sheet just continued to grow while she was down there in florida she got a dwi Mm -hmm. armed robbery in edgewater florida for robbing a convenience store auto theft in miami uh check forgery down in the keys oh my gosh she's trying everything she's she's like what can i get away with because apparently it's everything Uh, And once, once, in 1974, she was sent to prison uh, due to firing a gun out of a moving vehicle. What? Yeah. She wasn't, so she wasn't, like, arrested for the armed robbery, but firing a a gun? The whole thing kind of makes no sense. And I think that it has to do with the fact that this is, like, 1976. So, like, obviously, like... databases and talking in miami like i don't know slip through the cracks and then that crack and then that crack and then that crack and then that crack but here we are (laughs) she made her way back to michigan after her divorce um and then shortly after she gets there uh her brother had died of cancer sad rip Rip. uh but he left (laughs) he left eileen about ten thousand dollars um from his life insurance money yeah which like okay anybody want ten thousand dollars like okay but she spent all of the money uh from her brother's insurance within two weeks one big purchase of a luxury (laughs) i can't right one was her buying a luxury car like that was one of her purchases with ten thousand dollars wait yes what kind? And what kind of car? She crashed it almost, I don't even know, but she crashed it like almost immediately after buying it. Idiot. Right. Oh like, <laughs> right. Uh, and after all the money was gone that she had spent from her brother's death, uh, she made her way back to Florida 
to continue to sell herself and managed to get arrested for stealing literally $35 and a pack of cigarettes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so she didn't fall through that crack. She, she got caught there. <laughs> Whatever. 35 bucks. <laughs> Say crack again. Cigs. Crack. <laughs> crack. <laughs> so after doing, you know, what it is Eileen does... One day in 1986, at 30 years old, Eileen met Tyra Moore. Tyra was a 24-year-old maid, um, and she met her at this, like, gay bar. She, like, happened upon this gay bar, met mm-hmm. Tyra. The two, like, super hit it off, ended up moving in together, and started this super intense, obviously very toxic, strange love story. Okay. Um where it ended up that Tyra actually relied on Eileen to support her, like, financially, emotionally. Like, imagine imagine a world where you are relying on a sex worker. I literally was just going to say this. For everything. <laughs> like, what kind of life are we having? Yes. Like, not that a is, great one. That was Miss Moore's life. Uh, yes. The two drank heavily together. Um, but always on Eileen's dime. So this is causing her to obviously like, have to like do what Eileen does more to support not only now herself, but this woman who she loves very much. Right. Yes. Lovely. Slippery slope. Right. Slippery snake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. So she's, so she's like, going on this roller coaster of, like, I need to work, I need more money, and, you know, so on and so forth. So then we get to uh, this night, November 30th, 1989, uh, my mom's birthday. Uh, and she happy comes birthday. upon... Happy birthday, Mom. Uh, <laughs> sorry, what comes next? Happy birthday, Candy. <laughs> right? Uh, Richard Mallory, a 51-year-old man... That was in Clearwater, Florida. So this is who had picked Eileen up that night. Uh, he was an owner of an electronics store. He picked her up requesting uh, her services. Mm-hmm. We later on find out um, that he's actually a convicted rapist. So this man, like, is not... Solid. Not a good guy. Just keeps going downhill, man. Yes. So when him and Eileen got to where they were, you know, going to oh, be yeah. doing the doing the deed. Parking. Parking. Sure. There we go. I like it. Uh, she claims that he had, like, violently tried to rape her. And, okay. like, it just, like, it just took a turn. Took a turn and he, like, flipped. Like, okay, well, now I'm going to rape you. Like, um, which is a whole other story there. Um mm-hmm. But Switch said he was going to rape her, and she said that she didn't know what was coming next, so she grabbed her gun and ended up shooting him multiple times, point-blank range, left him in the woods, and took his car to only ditch it later on. I have no words. Yes. Next, in May of 1990, police found a 43-year-old man, David Spears, naked and shot six times. Five days later, after that, they found a 40-year-old Charles Karskadon. Okay. Karskadon. Karskadon. We're going to... Okay. I'm going to say it wrong, and I own it. Yep. Karskadon. Shot nine times and on the side of the road. Holy crap. Five days later? 
yeah so it was like oh, november 30th but november 30th was the first one mm-hmm. and then may was may of the next year actually so that's like what six months later so six so it was november 30th six months later and then five days later okay weeks later on june 30th 65 year old peter sims went missing then on july 4th moore and warnos were seen like abandoning his car i think they crashed the car and then kind of like fled the scene however peter's body was never found so cannot confirm or deny what happened to peter august 4th troy burris age 50 was shot twice and left along the side of the road like just like totally like disregard like what a freaking spree on the side of the road like just like just nonchalant yeah yeah charles humphreys age 56 this was a man that was a retired air force investigator former state child abuse investigator and kicker former chief of police shut up yeah you talk about a kicker chief of police okay he was found september 12th um, and was found fully closed, but shot six times. Oh, my God. Yes, so, Steve. So did he, like, hire her or, like? I mean, I don't. I that That is the assumption. Okay. That's what we're going with because we don't know. Yeah. He. I mean, he's not here to, like, plead his case, you know? Right. Uh, so his car was later found in Sawanee County. So like, just like in another County, then his body was found. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, Walter Antonio, age 62, was found almost completely naked and shot four times. Oh my God. His car was found. Sorry. Six. Wow. Six. Well, six and then like TBD Peter Sims. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So six. Six in a spree. Like wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm hmm. The police finally started to like puzzle piece this together. Uh, how I had mentioned earlier that Warnos and Moore had abandoned Peter Sims, the fourth victim's car. Uh, there had actually been a witness to them leaving her car and. They were able that that witness was able to provide the police with enough of a description to make out like a drawing of these two women. So there was a sketch done and the sketch got out to the local media and like, hey, like help us like find these people. Uh, They had also been finding other victims belongings in pawn shops. So they had been like whatever they found, like taking to pawn shops for money. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense. It does. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's, it's what you got, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> even it, even if it's not yours, it just happens to be what you have because you made bad choices. Okay. It all came together uh, when they found a receipt from a pawn shop that was left in Sim's car that matched a palm print of Warnos. How do they have her prints? She has been in and out of prison and in and out of jail. She's committed so many crimes. They have her prints probably everywhere. She's dumb. Right. So there we go. <laughs> she done. Yeah, she done. 
They arrested Warnos outside of a local Florida biker bar called The Last Resort on January 4th, 1991 for an outstanding warrant. So, like, basically it was like, we found her. We have this warrant. Pick her up. Like, get her. Mm-hmm. And then later they found more, the girlfriend, uh, in Scranton, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. So they picked her up as well. So they managed to kind of get more in this situation where it was like, if you'd like immunity, you're going to need to get her to confess that she did everything. Yeah. So Moore calls Warnos, like, while she's, like, in jail. Calls her and is like, hey, like, I basically need you to tell me exactly what happened. You know, like, not saying, like, hey, I'm here with the police and I need you to tell them that you did everything. But, like, in a way of, like, no, but that was all you, right? Okay. What so happened? Like trying to be oh, sneaky. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to be sneaky, talk about it, get yes. her to admit her guilt, and yeah. Yes. Her exactly. part in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Yeah. So, all in all, she was able to get this confession that she wanted from uh, from Aileen, but in but Eileen did insist that all of the all of the men that were found and killed. It was all through self-defense. So okay, all, all of like, these men essentially came at her and it was like, it's either me or them is what she's trying right. to portray. And then it's like, how are you going to prove it? Because they're all dead. <laughs> they're all dead. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all her word. So it's just, Ugh. so she's saying everything was self-defense, which is... Doesn't make killing okay, but it in some instances it's it's like a. I don't know how to. It was me, not them, or it was me or them. You know, like some. So mm-hmm. in the eyes of the law, if it's in self defense, that's a gray area of like, well, right. it's it's kind of okay in that case then. So makes it a little right. bit different circumstances. Well, bringing it to court. Yeah, but I guarantee she. I mean, how. Mm, I mean, I don't know the sex industry, <laughs> so I don't know how many people are bad, bad, bad people like that. And it's like, it's possible that it could have been self-defense, but I feel like with that many back to back to back to back to back, like, it's yeah. not. Like, the odds have to be so slim. Like Exactly. Yeah, I agree. On January 27th, 1992... Warnos was convicted of Mallory's murder, which this was um, victim numero uno. Okay. Uh, was convicted of his murder, and uh, Moore helped basically, like, say, yep, she did it. Mm-hmm. At her sentencing, um, a psychiatrist stated that Warnos was mentally unstable and diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder. Which uh, is basically like mm-hmm. a long, like a chronic unstableness, um, poor interpersonal relationship, and just very strong uh, emotional reactions. So, like, yeah. how was your day? Like, wah! Like, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, basically, it was like, actually, she, she, like, is mentally unwell. After her upbringing, though, I, I would understand that. But, no I mean, she's kidding. just a bad person. <laughs> yeah, like, at this point, yeah. Just, you, you, that's a lot of really bad. 
So the judge, like, didn't want to hear um, the whole, like, not necessarily an insanity plea, but, like, hey, let's reason here with what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. It has to do with her, like, mental stability, essentially. Uh, But four days later, she was given the death penalty. Oh, shit. Yeah. As for the trials of the remaining murders, she pled no contest because she wanted to, quote, get right with God. Uh, she was then given six total death sentences. So Good. six total death sentences. But also like her like get right with God thing, like, huh. Okay. Was that accurate or was that her just being like, I'm a I'ma throw caution to the wind here and try to I don't myself know. into a good person? But... I don't know. Or like maybe like I've I I'm right with God, hoping he, like, sees that I, like, am not fighting this and take ownership of it. And, you know, like, yeah, forgiveness kind of thing, maybe, is what her thought process is. There's no telling. Yeah. There's, no, there's no telling. Uh, I don't know if you heard me, but uh, mental instability. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's no rhyme or reason. But That's true. But potentially, yeah. She was executed on October 9th, 2002. How? Wow. How she uh, lethal injection? Okay, okay. I I mean I assumed it would be by two thousand two. Yeah, when uh they asked her what she wanted as her last meal, like she's on death row, like hey, like this is your like last meal for like your whole life. What what mm-hmm. do you want? I think the stipulation was like it has to be under twenty dollars. Um, Shut she, up. Yeah, twenty <laughs> uh, has to be under twenty dollars, but whatever you want. What McDonald's? <laughs> Basically, right. And now, yeah. I don't even know if you can go. I like our Taco Bell order for me and Zach to eat. I swear it's like $17 now. Like, uh. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but she said that she wanted a cup of coffee. That's it? What? Just black cup of coffee. Be energized before you go out, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> Girl needs her coffee. I mean, so, I get that, but like. <laughs> No. <laughs> but no. I would get I mean, something. I don't know. So she ended up being the second woman in Florida to ever get the death penalty. And ten women of, like, ever. So she was wow. one, of, one of ten ever. Yeah. Eileen's last words were, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock. I'll be back, like Independence Day, with Jesus. June 6th. Like the movie, big mothership and all, I'll be back. I'll be back. Como se dice loco? Like, what? What are you saying? That made zero sense. Yeah. Uh, Let's just be, I mean, again, the mental stability. Okay, she said with the mothership, and then she was talking about God. And then June 6th. Maybe she means, like, Noah's Ark, you know, like the big boat. Like, hmm. But, like, when you say <laughs> mothership, you think aliens. I That's absolutely what I think. think aliens. I'm but, like, I, wanna, I don't think Noah's Ark with the animals. I definitely think aliens. So I'm not really sure how aliens and God mix together, but, I mean, you do in you, her, Chica. In her head, they do. Like, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, I, would, I, would, I would stay inside. If you want my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. That was a bonkers story. Pretty crazy. 
Thank you guys for listening to another reason to stay inside. We would love to hear from you. If you want to email us, email us at stayinsidepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at stayinsidepodcast. Follow us on Twitter at stayinsidepod. And yeah. Yeah, send us suggestions too. We're kind of running out of like our own ideas. We're not. Like there's so many things. It's just like which. Which ones? Oh, we'll definitely um, put some stuff on Instagram and have you guys like interact and some polls to figure out what what, like serial killer we should cover next. And yeah, fun stuff to come. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.